0: Hi. My name is Nandita and welcome to the first episode of Deets with Dita. Today we're talking all things Star Wars. That's right, you heard it. I'm going in with a controversial episode to start off with. Now, I love Star Wars. I've loved it for quite a while. But I wouldn't say I'm as big as a fan as other people. So, Recently, around Star Wars Day, I decided to re-watch all the Star Wars films, which was a lot. And I have opinions. (laughs) Opinions that I've been told are quite unpopular, so this should be interesting. Um, So I'm going to be talking about my feelings between the original trilogy and new trilogy, so what I feel about those two. Um, My opinions on the prequels, the one-shot films, The Mandalorian which is the new Disney Plus series and spoiler alert, it's amazing um, and the future of Star Wars. So buckle up and get ready for my extremely unpopular opinions. <laughs> so the original trilogy and the new trilogy. Honestly, I'm quite disappointed in the new trilogy. After re-watching the original trilogy with Leia, Luke and Han and Darth Vader Emperor like I am really disappointed because the new one with Rey, Finn, Poe and Kylo Ren it literally feels like a repeat of the old trilogy but with better CGI and cooler lightsaber battles because like we have the technology now to do all this cool stuff. but overall the overarching storyline pretty much is the same it's like a formula at this point it's like the formula of the Star Wars films and I'm just quite disappointed at it because when I'm sitting here as a Star Wars fan and I want to go to the cinema after a really long time waiting for like new content you make me sit through an entire trilogy that is basically the same as the original I'm not saying it is like actually word for word but like the formula is the same enough that you could kind of predict what was going on and for me that's just that's just not right like why would I want to waste my money and watch like it's like you know when you have those Disney films that um that they've like now rejuvenated or revived for like HD and 4k quality this is what this feels like this is literally what the new trilogy has done with the original trilogy like why I'm just I'm just sitting here like why and it it just ruins the experience for me and this comes on to my second point about why the new and old trilogy have been ruined new and original trilogy sorry not old trilogy we're not gonna go there um (laughs) but the new and original trilogy why they just feel so disappointing to me now. Like I made the mistake of watching the Star like episodes one to six when I was super young, meaning I didn't really remember much about the original Star Wars films Um, before I went in to the new trilogy. So I went into this new trilogy, like completely lost words. I was like, wow, space, <laughs> this is so cool. I'm in love with the lightsaber battles. Look at Kylo Ren's little lightsaber, it's so cool. And really being ignorant and oblivious to the fact that this is just, this is just the same. And then when I rewatched the films recently, I was, I just, it it became disappointing in both the original and new because I didn't get to appreciate the new story, like the originality and the amazingness of the original trilogy fresh in my mind as like a as a teenager but now my experience is the new trilogy and that's like kind of like my first experience of it which just it just makes the whole thing deflating on both sides where it's just like well I'm kind of disappointed in the new trilogy because you just copied it but I'm disappointed that I didn't watch the old trilogy the original trilogy when it was just amazing so it's just it's just deflated the experience for both of them nonetheless though the original trilogy is absolutely amazing there are a few questionable bits in there and you know but we gotta give it for its time that it was made um but the new trilogy i mean the only thing that i had going for it was kylo ren and then rise of skywalker came along and was like "Ha ha let's give him the worst ending you could possibly imagine and i'm just like sitting here like where are kylo ren rights I'm sorry, we need Kylo Ren riots in 2020. We're clearly not going to get them considering the ending of Rise of Skywalker. I'm not gonna spoil it, but you know, it's just, it's just disappointing. It's everything, it just feels disappointing. I'm really stressed about this now. I didn't really think as deep into this as, as I have now. And like now I've just opened a vortex of of sadness and disappointment, but you know, what can we do? I I wish it was better but it's just not. So, we've now spoken about the original trilogy and the new trilogy. What comes next? You you guys know what comes next. We're going to be talking about the prequels. Now, the prequels are infamously known to have very very different opinions. Like everyone has very different opinions about it and they're very touchy about it so why not on the first episode of my podcast start off with telling you how different my opinions are from basically everyone that I know so controversially I really loved the prequels I know don't stop stop with the pitchforks I see you I see you there getting your pitchforks ready stop and let me explain myself (laughs) right I love the prequels because of the way the original trilogy and new trilogy kind of landed for me if i had not watched the original trilogy like um after i'd watched the new trilogy then i think we would be having a very different conversation because i would have really appreciated the original trilogy more but because i watched it in the order that i did both of those were just disappointing for me and they just felt like the same thing so I went into the prequels with a completely new storyline about a villain, a super compelling villain, Darth Vader. And like, I'm sorry, if at one point in your life, you have not thought Darth Vader was the baddest villain, I'm sorry, what are you doing? It's just fact. It's fact that, he, that he's thought of as one of the baddest villains. Like, I genuinely think so. And the fact that we got a backstory for him in the prequels really made me like be on his side like you want a villain that you can kind of get behind and back and like that's what the prequels gave to me um I will admit though episode two I was not here for like attack of the clones it was just it was a lot like I don't want to see moody Anakin like I'm sorry I watched a whole film, the first one, you know, Phantom Menace, we were out here, we were with little baby Anakin, well not baby but like child Anakin, he was like doing his little pod racing and like I felt compelled and I was like what a sweet kid, he's got so much potential to go onto the light, what happened to this poor child and then suddenly we jumped to episode two and it's like I've decided to become a moody teen and like I get it, you're growing up. But there is literally no explanation from your sweet, innocent, like, nature of episode one to, like, moody, grungy, meh, I, I'm i a rebel, I'm in love with uh Padme, like, you know, it's just, it's just too much. And, you know, it would have put me off, but then episode three just came along and, like, Revenge of the Sith, man, it was so good the fight scene at the end with, um, with Obi-Wan and Anakin, oh my god, it was just so good, that lightsaber battle was amazing, and, like, you know what, it just restored my faith, in that whole, whole thing, like, I was like, you know what, I'll accept it, he's moody, and it was just very sudden, but I'm, I'm gonna accept it, like, you know, I just feel happy about the fact that this, this just decided to redeem itself, um, what i will say though is everyone has different opinions about jar jar binks and like i how the, i just don't know how to i don't know how to explain jar jar binks you know like he he's he is annoying i will say he is very annoying but like not to the point where i hate him like i feel like jar jar binks gets a lot of unnecessary hate And like, he is a bit weird with his little Misa do this and Misa do that. And I'm like, okay, why literally just speak minimal? But he hasn't in any film spoken too much to the point where I've kind of like been like, okay, stop. Can this character be killed now? But I do get where people are coming from. But it's I I feel like he's not annoying enough for me to hate him. So my opinions on Jar Jar Binks is kind of neutral. I'm like I neither like nor hate him. I just think he's there, and it's an indifference that we kind of have to deal with. So that's that. What I uh what I also wanted to talk about is Leia and Padme. Now when I think Star Wars and, like, we think mainstream Star Wars, we always think Leia, right? It's always, like, when we're thinking of a female in, um, Star Wars, we're thinking Leia, right? Give Padme rights. I'm sorry, I'm out here preaching for Padme rights. I think Padme was on par with Leia in so many different ways, like, the way they handle different situations and, like, the democratic stuff and, like, just character wise i just think they're so on par like they're they're not like i think people need to appreciate Padme more because i feel like no one talks about her and it's just sad because i think she played such a she did play such an important role because she twisted with anakin's head which fine we kind of don't like that but if we're talking about her character on as as a whole like what, she was the youngest queen of Nabu. she then became a senate for Nabu after her her rule, because she was that loved by people, she constantly wants peace, she constantly wants the great of her country, and she's out here serving looks, I'm sorry, some of Padme's looks, like especially there's this one, I can't remember what episode it is, but like they're on the balcony, um, she's with Anakin and she's wearing this like beautiful tie-dyed um, pink and like purple flowy dress and I'm just like you are serving iconic looks and then like when we think iconic female Star Wars lo- looks we think the space buns and the white robe and that's the layer but like Padme's looks are so much better in my opinion so much better and i just want to see more people cosplaying as padme like this is this is, all all this is is just me saying padme rights we want padme rights <laughs> um but so i guess my opinion is that i preferred the prequels over the original trilogy um and then the new trilogy is probably last which is kind of weird but i guess the episode order would be a lot different so like i would say episode 1 then episode 3 and then episode 2 of the prequels and then original trilogy I guess it would be um New Hope then Return of the Jedi then Empire Strikes Back because I didn't really like episode five because it just felt too training montage um that's I mean yeah it just felt a lot of like I would have loved some training montage bits but it just felt like a lot of training montage bits and I, I was not there for that um and I wanted a right balance and the balance was just not there um ironic because you want the balance and the force and there was just not the balance of correct plot <laughs> wow I really made myself laugh with that one it's probably not that great either anyway um but I guess that's how I feel about um the basically episodes one to nine I mean, yeah, I guess we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that with the original trilogy and prequels. That's where I stand on them, um, very controversially. But let's move on. Um, the one-shot films. So I genuinely, for a hot minute, forgot these existed. <laughs> um, it only came into my mind when I was on Disney Plus and looking at the different stuff that they had on their Star Wars related, and... Rogue One and Solo was the whole story came up and I was like oh right these did exist wow okay my memory is just is just not great with this so I decided to re-watch Rogue One literally today and initially before re-watching it I was like this is kind of a pointless film And I just, I didn't understand why it was needed, you know, because we kind, it's like the Death Star, trying to get the Death Star plans. And honestly, I was like, why is this needed? It's kind of pointless. We got it. So whatever. I watched it today and I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, you know what? Why did I give this film so much of a bad rep? Like it's actually amazing. Um, well I say amazing. It's just like, amazing means exceeded my very low expectations um I mean Jin Ursa she was pretty good and I liked the whole fact that they gave a bit of clarification about you know what happened um how they got the the plans and like made it a cute little backstory about like Jin and her father and stuff like that and I was I was down for it I I thought I wasn't going to be down for it but I was down for it. So pleasantly surprised is my overall vibe for Rogue One. Um I wouldn't say it's like up there with like some of the best Star Wars films, but like, you know, it was still pretty good. But then we move on to Solo. Um and honestly, this is the film where I was kind of like, yeah, no. I didn't I didn't want this. I mean, I would have wanted, I guess, a better depiction of Han Solo and like maybe the Kessel Run and stuff but make the Kessel Run a little bit more interesting they make such a big deal like I did the Kessel Run in like such and such parsecs and like that's incorrect science as well but we're not gonna get into that and what did we get we got it was really underwhelming like it was just completely underwhelming And I felt if they had done the Kessel Run a lot better and maybe made it a lot less cheesier, like there was this one specific scene that really irritated me in Solo where he's like, I think he's about to board, he's about to go on a ship, spaceship somewhere and like, um, or he's like signing up to be a pilot. I'm not sure which. This film has a very distinct memory in my, like a very um, vague memory, not distinct, vague. And... (laughs) i just it's he's like talking to this pilot and he's like name and um han goes like han and he's like han what and then like and then there's just some cheesy line about like what are you solo and like you with someone or something like that and he just says solo and then that's his like surname and it's just like no this is so cheesy i expected so much better from this come on that was like pure cheese like pure mozzarella cheese it was I was not here for it um what I will say though is Childish Gambino in that film was amazing I thought he made such a great young Lando I feel like that casting was spot on uh casting of uh Han um I feel like they could have done a little bit better but at the same time like no one can be no one can be the OG so like it's gonna be high expectations to live up to anyway and like it still it it didn't even get close enough for me so that was kind of disappointing but you know I feel like if they had done certain things a little bit differently they could have been on for a bit of a winner so Star Wars uh one-shot films I mean they exist they're there I mean half of them are great half of them are not. I mean, there's only two, so you can guess which one is great and which one isn't. Um, so that's that. But whilst talking about one-shot films, um, let's move on to talk about The Mandalorian, because it's kind of like, it's kind of like a one-shot, you know? It, like, it's a whole series on Disney Plus talking about um the mandalorians and stuff like that which is something that isn't explored as much in the films um so it's it's kind of interesting the mandalorian for me really really got me excited i throughout the course of those weekly episodes cuz it was so painful but they released them week by week and it was the best ride I've been on I was so on board with it I was so happy with the way that the style that they'd done it in like the storyline it was just it was something I didn't know I needed until I'd watched it and I was like no I definitely needed this from Star Wars John Favreau I mean already this guy has such a good rep Like, he has directed The Lion King, the live-action Lion King. He directed Iron Man 1 and 2. He's in the whole of the Iron Man, like, uh, trilogy as Happy Hogan. And then also comes back randomly as Happy Hogan in some other films. So, like, this dude is amazing. I swear, he's a chef as well, I think. I'm pretty confident he's a chef. And he was also on that, like, uh, a few episode of Friends as, like, Monica's boyfriend this is just honestly John Favreau has done it all and now he's directed The Mandalorian uh all but the last episode I think which we'll get onto in a second um he it was amazing I could not have asked for a better a better Star Wars series to like kick off this whole thing that they're doing with Disney plus um the action scenes were pure wow like after ep- each episode I thought this is the best action scene I've seen in the series, like, nothing can top this, and then I watched the next episode, and it's like, oh no, this, this is the, this is the best uh, action scene I've seen in the whole series, and it just kept going, and going, and going, until the last episode, and I love it, I just, I just, oh my god, I cannot sing more praises about this, I'm gonna keep it spoiler free, because I really strongly recommend you watch it, and enjoy it as much as I did because I genuinely think if you're a Star Wars fan, you will appreciate this. Even if you aren't a Star Wars fan and you need something to like kind of maybe get you into Star Wars, I think The Mandalorian is like a good place to start because you don't really need to know any prior knowledge about some of the other films. And if you feel like unsure about whether you want to watch Star Wars or start having a go at watching it, I think The Mandalorian is a good way to kind of test the waters with it. So definitely recommend Uh, the Mandalorian to watch um not just because of the action sequences but come on the child baby Yoda like he is actually adorable I mean everyone's everyone's seen it all the memes literally the cutest thing ever and I'm not saying that's the whole reason why I watched it but kind of was the motivation behind it um I stayed for the baby Yoda and I got an amazing, amazing ride and storyline and plot and action sequences and just everything. Um, so it was just great. And the season finale was not directed by John Favreau. It was directed by takeo Waititi, famously known for doing the Thor um the Thor Ragnarok, which was amazing. He played Korg in it too. Um he's also done a few um indie films like um What We Do in the Shadows, a mockumentary about vampires. That's really good. I really recommend it. And just a few other films too. Um, But then he just comes along and he brings the last, the season finale of this. And I'm like, whoa. Like I, I actually outwardly squealed at the last scene of the episode. My parents were looking at me so confused and baffled because I just squealed and like made lots of weird gestures with my body and it was just it was a whole experience and I have to say like round of applause to Takeo with TT because he he really closed it brilliantly um and I'm super hyped for season two now I'm hearing all these announcements about some people from the Clone War animated series are coming back and I think Boba Fett is coming back too for season 2 and I'm just oh my god I'm super hyped October come quickly so I can watch the Mandalorian season 2 now because I'm ready for it now after the Mandalorian comes the future because we literally have no more other new content to talk about to do with Star Wars um so now what next well excitingly like honestly I'm so stoked about this when I found this out I found it out on Star Wars Day because that's when it announced and I am so excited Taika Waititi is directing the next Star Wars film like oh my god can we just can we just talk about this for a second Taika Waititi the dude who literally revived life into the Thor franchise with Thor Ragnarok is now directing the next Star Wars film it's like this is exactly what I wanted like I wanted revived new life into the Star Wars franchise give me cool and wacky new creatures give me a new plot that's like funny but not in a cringy way and like give me give me like just give me all the takeaway Titi amazingness that comes with a takeaway Titi film I am so ready he's in the development stages of it and I think he he's co-writer on the film as well the uh, other co-writer is the woman who did the 1917 film I'm not very confident about um, (laughs) who that person is it may be he or she I'm not too sure probably should have seen that um, but I just got too excited about the Take what TT news. I was just like, Take what TT, this is what I want. This is what I need. I don't really need to read anything else. Um, and also I believe that there is a new Star Wars series in the works. What, what it's about? Who knows? But I'm still excited for it because they gave us the Mandalorian. That was amazing. If it's to the same standard as the Mandalorian, then I'm for it. Um, and then Mando season two obviously which is coming out in October and announcements are slowly seeping in for that and I'm ready I'm honestly ready for it it's going to be so cool Um, so that's Star Wars for you so now that we've finished Star Wars talk it's time for the last segment of the show which is highly recommend or to the back end where I'll be recommending some shows that I have been watching um, whilst the week has been going on. And I'll say whether they're a highly recommend one or a to the back end one. So we've got a good one or a bad one. And this week's um, recommendation is Schitt's Creek. And I highly recommend, it is so good. It's um, about a family who basically lose everything. So this is in the first episode they lose everything. Um they're a super wealthy family and I think someone ends up being found to do money laundering, uh one of their pers- people who who does their um accounts and stuff and manages all their accounts had been found to do money laundering and everything they owned got repossessed except one thing, uh which was a town called Shits Creek and it was something that the father had bought their son as a joking birthday present which is just hilarious in itself and it just follows that family trying to figure out you know how to adapt to this new life and i really recommend it because it's in its last season now i'm currently watching the last season very very slowly because i don't want to finish it because it's just too good and i'm loving it and it's on netflix so if you guys want to watch it definitely go check it out and honestly it's just a good show recommend all the way but i don't want this segment to be super one-sided i want to get you guys involved so I have a Twitter and an Instagram for my podcast it's at Dieter for both handles and I want you guys to either comment on the Instagram my latest Instagram post or just tweet at me on Twitter and let me know if you have any recommendations of shows or films that you want me to watch and give my opinions on or you could tell me shows that you've seen and give me your opinions on and I can give you a shout out on the show. So definitely definitely do that and you may be featured. So we've come to the end of the first episode. Wow. Thank you guys so much for your continued support and you guys sharing it around. Please continue to do that. Um share this podcast with anyone you think who would be interested in it or he's just super into films doesn't have to be super interested into films either you can just be like casually into films and tv shows and want to hear some different opinions about it i'm your girl for all these opinions um don't forget to follow me on instagram and on twitter it's deets with dieta on both and i hope to see you for the next episode next week we're going to be talking about ethnic representation in film and tv so definitely stick stay tuned for that it's going to be quite an interesting episode um thank you for listening and I will see you next week bye everyone